Hey there, nature lovers. Welcome back to another episode of the Birdie Bunch Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. This week, we are still running that discount code. Use the code PRIDE, P-R-I-D-E, for 15% off in our gift store, merch store, thingamajig. Visit thebirdiebunchpodcast.com and click on support us. And you can find our merch store. And there's some really awesome merch. So use the code PRIDE, P-R-I-D-E, for 15% off. This is also our last episode of our hashtag Pride Month. So what that means is we're going to be jumping back to our bi-weekly schedule. So for these special months like Pride and for our spooky month later in the year, we're going to be doing weekly episodes. But there's going to be no episode next week. We're jumping back to bi-weekly. So our next episode will actually be released on July 11th. So we will see you on July 11th for our next episode. But for now, let's get into our final episode of Hashtag Pride. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Birdie Bunch podcast, where we talk everything conservation, education, fascination. My name is CJ, and I'm joined by my one good friend and co-host. My name is Matt. That is correct. Brittany is not a good friend. Or whoa, 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 whoa. Don't be bullying Brittany. You can't bully Brittany. Oh, really? We can't bully Brittany? No, V is in Victor. We can't exactly <laughs> so as you may have noticed Brittany Bisletta Lewandowski our good friend and co-host is not here this week Brittany is very under the weather Slash and dead. whoa <laughs> Brittany is very under the weather and is also doing a bit of traveling so she was not able to record this week which while is a darn shame we very much miss Brittany but she'll be back for our next episode in a couple weeks which is super Matt how you been I'm good. I uh, have to report as of this week, as we're recording, we actually had a new nature center open up at our state park. There's a lot of work to get it done. A lot of 12 hour days. When I mean, like there was a lot of work, there was a lot of work, but it is a phenomenal looking nature center. If you're ever around the Oxford, Ohio area, check out Houston Woods State Park Nature Center. Our Raptor Center is better than ever. We have new signage there curated by myself. It's really phenomenal. It has been lovely to see the whole project come together, and I am ready for more projects throughout the rest of the year. How are you doing, CJ? I'm good. I actually want to touch on that real quick. If you missed it, we did post about that Nature Center on our social media. So go to our Instagram or to our Facebook at the Birdie Bunch Podcast, and you can check it out. Matt, it's a really beautiful Nature Center. I have to give you some applause there. It's a, it is the first new Nature Center through the whole entire state. ODNR loves our park as they should we get things done we get things done right so that's incredible very, very lovely well state. congratulations to is it houston woods houston woods state park that's incredible well congratulations thank you um i've been okay this week i've been okay um this past weekend i was actually at pride which you may or may not be hearing a bit later so uh we'll get into that uh <laughs> later in the episode but I'm for sorry. now let's jump into our first we were putting out spoilers like this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they could read the title of the episode. I will say, yeah, this is the episode title CJ on the street live at pride. That kind of like <laughs> gives it away a little bit. Just a bit. Just a bit. Um... <laughs> Congratulations well, into... on the redundancy. <laughs> <laughs> let's jump into our first segment, which is, of course, the creature feature. <laughs> 
So our creature feature this week is one that I think is absolutely fascinating. Matt, without giving anything away, do you have any non-spoilery hints or teasers for this creature feature? I do think it's a little bit ridiculous with how many like stipulations you're putting on me right now with talking about this creature feature. I'm actually feeling a little bit whipped. <laughs> I'm just going to go into the creature feature because I can't. I will say, too, you know, that wasn't the first time I've ever felt that way. I could tell you a bunch of tales, you know, about it later. But a bunch of tales, huh? Honest, <laughs> yeah, I got tons of tales about being, being whipped. Um, <laughs> Do I have to yeah. mark this episode as explicit? Apparently. I wasn't legitimately whipped. Let's let's get that out in the open. <laughs> okay, I wasn't sure if there was something everybody. like kinky happening. I don't know, no, man. I was not flogged. I was just lost <laughs> around. <laughs> I really hope that all the people I interview at Pride listen to this episode. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, incredible. Well, oh. Let's just get into it. So our, <laughs> our creature feature this week is, of course, the Whiptail Lizard. The Whiptail Lizard is a super cool species. Uh, and if you've never heard of it, I'm telling you about it now because it is absolutely fascinating. Many different species of whiptail lizards, because it's a whole genus, but many of the species within that genus are actually entirely female. So these lady lizards figured out how to clone themselves so they would not have to have sex with males. And literally, it just their entire species exists as female lizards, which is insane. So this is a natural form of cloning called parthenogenesis. And honestly, it's not quite as complicated as it sounds. But for many of us who don't know, let's talk about ge generic reproduction in animals. So a sperm and an egg combine to form a fetus. That's pretty much how it works for most animals. So in female lizards that produce sexually, chromosomes, which kind of package that DNA, are duplicated inside cells. And then those cells get divided. And each cell winds up with 23 chromosomes each. So that way, when an egg and sperm merge, the right number of chromosomes combine to make a healthy offspring. <laughs> but whiptail lizards don't, especially female whiptail lizards in this particular scenario, don't even bother with sperm. What they'll do is they'll double the number of chromosomes in their reproductive cells twice before cell division begins instead. So at the end of their process, their cells, their eggs, have the right number of chromosomes for a female clone. Even though these species don't need sex to survive, however, Female whiptail lizards still display mating behaviors, which means that females mount other females. Completely unnecessary, yet sex still happens. Incredible. Incredible. These are one of my favorite queer animals, just because I don't fully understand how it works. But these lesbian lizards are coming together to reproduce asexually. It is stunning. And basically, like they've continued to do it for a long time. Like evolution has allowed them to happen. It's it's truly, truly fascinating. But life uh, finds a way. There's not a lot of like scientific explanation as to why they do it this way. But I mean, let's be honest, if all your species needs to populate is a new habit and one individual. 
you're you're pretty much set. You're pretty much set. Um, <laughs> I guess all you gotta do is uh is love yourself, huh? <laughs> Can we like get like a like a clip of like from Jurassic Park? He goes, "Welcome to Jurassic Park." <laughs> Welcome to Jurassic Park. sounding like this yeah that was because i was trying to do my best ian hammond um impression ian hammond john, john hammond. hammond ian malcolm john hammond yeah that's funny um mm -hmm. my best john hammond impression. i know all my jurassic park lore this uh how, okay but how about your jurassic world lore i know all my jurassic world lore except for any of the names of the characters because it's not important Chris Pratt and Dallas Bryce Howard. There you yeah, go. Yeah, that's the characters' names, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Okay. No, actually, Dallas Bryce them Howard. Owen? Um, Owen Grady and um, Claire Deering. Wow, Deering? we did it. Claire. We did it, folks. I love Parks and Rec. Anyways, what do you think this, of the lesbian lizards, Matthew? This just makes me think of Jurassic Park. This is like, and obviously, that's not what Life, Jurassic Park uh, was. Finds a way. Welcome to Jurassic Park. Very good. Mm-hmm. 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 I sound so old. Um <laughs> obviously it's not a la Jurassic Park at all because if I recall correctly, they were like some of the female dinosaurs that we had turned male. I think that was their explanation. It's been for a very I don't long fully time. remember, but I do remember it had something to do with frog DNA and not whiptail lizards. So. Yeah, it was frog yeah. DNA, but still the act of like an all female species reproducing, much to the chagrin of many individuals makes me immediately go ha welcome to jurassic park and to the chagrin i mean of bad people who believe that nature is not queer at all nature is very queer nature is very very queer and you can listen to our past three episodes of hashtag pride oh yeah you don't believe it yeah sorry um but if you don't believe that you should probably listen more closely go listen but, more but forgot yeah open up your <laughs> listening ears a little bit Put those headphones in, quit listening on mute because you're clearly not hearing what we're saying. Um, but I do think that it is, it's the one thing that always confuses me about evolution. And I, I tell everyone this all the time is there is so many really weird things that evolution has brought us, you know, parthenogenesis, these all female race of lizards. There's so many other things too, but like, you don't see it pop up very often. You know, it's not no, like super you're finding, rare, right? all female races of monkeys and stuff like that too like you don't see that pop up often so it's like why if this is so successful doesn't it pop up more often and evolution just baffles me in that way and i love being able to look at the really weird quirky side of it and it kind of validates you know everything that we've been saying is that there is so much diversity in our natural world to be celebrated just like there is so much diversity in our human world to be celebrated as well and so it's super cool to have this example. And it's just, it's, a, it's a cool species. I'm not the biggest herp person because I don't know much about them. But like, yeah, it's that's real pretty cool. cool. It's really it's cool. Real cool. It's really cool. It's a cool little lizard, too. It looks sweet. It's a really cute little guy. So yeah. I guess little lady, if you will. Yeah, I know. Guy is a 
little lady all right well that is our creature feature for this week of the pretty much podcast let's jump into our next segment which is of course current events I literally thought you just ended the pod. Like, I didn't hear what you said before at the Birdie Bunch podcast. I was like, is that it? What happened? All right, everybody. Welcome to today's segment of current events where we talk about current events. You know, they're not always current events in the realm of water related, but this one is. So it's a current event that's about currents. Just kidding. It's not about water, but it is about marine mammals. So this current event comes to us from Manga Bay. Like I said, open those listening ears. You've heard of Manga Bay if you listen to this podcast before. They are my news source to get current events from also because they get some of the most interesting stories that you can find you know we talked about last week celebrating local conservation things and i love celebrating local conservation and hearing those news stories but local conservation even happens globally it's local to someone and so we should celebrate those equally and today's current event actually was released from manga bay in a podcast which is super phenomenal that is a great resource that they have if you don't have the time to read articles um, and so uh, we will be linking the link to that page that has the link to the podcast and you should definitely go check it out. I have listened to it. It is phenomenal and it is a great listen because it's titled new whale calls and dolphin behaviors discovered with bioacoustics. So bioacoustics is a really growing field and basically it's using super sensitive audio devices to pick up on sounds that animals make. There's a lot of study behind it. There's actually like a specific company that I believe is called Wildlife Acoustics that deals specifically in bioacoustics. And, you know, you might think that bioacoustics aren't that important, right? Who cares what animals sound like? Like, that's ridiculous. But, you know, as we see here, as we see in a lot of other fields too, for example, sonar, tracking echolocation of bats. You know, Wildlife Acoustics makes an actual thing that you can plug into your phone. And it will listen to the sonar, the echolocation, the clicks and the, the chirps that bats make to go hunt their prey. It will listen to those and can actually identify the species of bat on your very phone with an app that you're hearing fly over. It also puts the echolocation at a level to where humans can hear it. You can hear every single thing that's going on. It's really phenomenal. Another great form of bioacoustic study is actually devices that track birdsong. It is very, very hard, as Judy has mentioned before. Judy Pollack last week in our current event mentioned how the Bird Conservation Network in Chicago does all of their studies using, you know, auditory cues. And while humans can get really good at that, sometimes you miss something. And bioacoustics have a lot of power in getting every single bird so that every single bird that's singing is tracked because humans are inherently flawed and no matter how good you can get you'll never be perfect and so that's a great thing another great form of bioacoustics is listening to marine mammals whales and dolphins are widely renowned for having really complex songs that are huge in communicative behavior especially humpback whales and studies with bioacoustics have been finding more different phrasings that whales can use to communicate. This episode of a podcast by Manga Bay talks about 
bioacoustics finding a new call in humpback whales called gunshot calls which are a non-song means it's not a song that's for you know mating or something like that and it's not like one of those kind of sounds it's more of a, a static song um a static sound rather like i just said there's not a song but that was previously unrecorded now has been recorded and then another person talks about bioacoustics finding new dolphin behavior in new york city new york city does actually have bottlenose dolphins and specifically new york harbor which is a really highly trafficked area by boats as you can probably tell by just you know the sheer amount of traffic that you get in new york city on cars and so this whole podcast delves into the specific scientists who are working on that um, but also has recordings of those sounds which is really really phenomenal if you're interested definitely go check this out bioacoustics are really really cool really 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 cool and it is a phenomenal podcast episode. So new behaviors and new calls are being found in our local and global cetaceans. Definitely go check out mongabay.com to listen to that podcast episode. That sounds super, super fascinating. I'm definitely going to have to give that a listen this week. Thank you mm -hmm. so much for sharing that, Matt. Mm -hmm. Right after you listen to the new episode of the Birdie Bunch podcast, of course. Well, I'm listening right now. Oh, 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 Lord. <laughs> <laughs> too meta it's the truman show <laughs> dear listeners please help i'm trapped <laughs> well thank you again matthew that was that was a uh, quite a wonderful current event and i'm definitely gonna have to for sure give that a listen after i listen to the pretty bunch podcast i hate the metaverse <laughs> uh but for now let's jump into our main topic <laughs> So for our main topic this week, you might have seen from the title and me spoiling it earlier in the podcast, apparently, that we're going to be uh, jumping to some interviews live from Pride, which is very, very exciting. Um, so I'm going to be asking people all kinds of things, such as their relationship with nature and how they feel queer people exist in nature. We'll be back in just, uh, I don't know, what do you think, like, Matt? Do you think, like, like 20, 30 minutes? I, I don't know. <laughs> CJ. 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 All right. So this is CJ on the street. Hashtag live from pride. So part of this is going to be me kind of recording kind of some conversation pieces to fill in with some of the questions that i asked uh some lovely people at pride fest last week i do <laughs> i do just want to apologize for some of the audio quality of these interviews because like i said i was in fact at pride fest out on the street and this is the first time we've tried anything like this before so if the audio is a bit scratchy or loud or maybe a little bit hard to hear please please excuse me um we will be putting up transcripts on our website thebirdiebunchpodcast.com. If you go to our blog post, we'll have a transcript there for this episode. So go check that out. But I do think a lot of the stuff that is said in these interviews is really fantastic. So if you can try and make out some of what uh, that is through some of the rough audio, I highly recommend it. So before we kind of jump into some of our uh, questions, let's jump into meeting some of the people we interviewed. 
CJ. Hey, nature lovers, CJ here. Um, I'm, again, still in the phase of pretty much testing out my microphone quality, so be wary of that. But, uh, you know, I just wanted to share kind of what I'm expecting. Chicago in Cook County is one of the most biodiverse areas in the state of Illinois, and is also a really big safe haven for LGBTQIA plus people. Cree people from all over the country know that North Halstead, Boys Town, is the place that is safe for queer people. And it's really, really incredible that I'm actually able to go to this event as a queer person, enjoy the event, while also speaking to some queer people. Let's see how this goes, nature lovers. So basically, I'm just going to have you guys introduce yourself with your name, your pronouns, where you're from, and then just going to ask questions about nature. Sound good? Okay. All right. Go ahead and introduce yourselves. Okay. Hi, I'm Kara. I am, we both live in Nashville, but I'm from the Chicago area, so I'm missing my family. Amazing. I am Kendall. She, her pronouns. I'm originally from Nashville. She's originally from Chicago. Amazing. So go ahead and introduce yourselves. So my name is Sam. Uh, Sam. I go by she, her. Awesome. Well, you'll never believe who I ran into at Chicago Pride Fest. Maggie, Maggie, how are you? I'm doing lovely. How are you doing? Do you want to reintroduce yourself for our listeners? Yes, my name is Maggie Warren. I use she, her pronouns. And right now I'm representing Out in Nature at Pride Fest. Wow, another leadership team member for Out in Nature. So I am here at Pride Fest, uh, and I'm going to let you guys introduce yourselves. Go ahead. My name is Xanthi. My pronouns are she, they. Amazing. Hi, my name is Richard. I'm from the Twin Cities. I am he, him, and that's right. Amazing. Go ahead and introduce yourself. All right. Hi, my name is Morgan. My pronouns are she, her. I'm actually from Mississippi. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> what are you doing up here in Chicago? Uh, visiting this one. Visiting my friend. Love it. Just a friend now. Yeah. Okay, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great time. I love it. I love it. Well, talk to me about some of your experiences in nature. Uh, well, being from the coast, I spend a lot of time either on the beach or in the bayou. Yeah. Uh, so I get a lot of different animals, a lot of different scenes. I definitely love nature. I feel like it should be a priority. I feel like we're destroying our environment every yeah. single day. Um, I feel like it's a natural resource we're never going to get back, and yeah. people should pay a lot more attention to that. For sure. What are some of your favorite experiences in nature? Um, probably kayaking through the bayou. It's very peaceful. You get to see a lot of like cranes, alligators, fun stuff like that. Also just being out on the water, seeing the dolphins jump, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, anything like that really. Hiking honestly is great down there too. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. How do you feel like being in nature has like impacted your identity at all? Um, it definitely gives me a, a space where I can be with myself in the peace and quiet and I can just recenter and refocus and it's very calming. Yeah, love that. Yeah. CJ. So some of the questions that I asked people were about people's experiences in nature. Some of the other questions that I asked were about what made them feel safe in nature or if nature was a safe space for them at all and how comfortable they felt in some of those natural spaces that they described. CJ. Can you guys talk to me about any experience that you've had in nature recently? Just think, um, think very vaguely. That's okay. Uh, oh, recently we went out and were floating on a, a lake in Nashville called Crystal Chris Lake. Yeah. We hiked a little and then oh, um, yeah. we're floating around mm -hmm. out there. Um, yeah. It's a lake that was dammed from a river and now it's a man-made lake. Amazing. Yeah. Lake. 
yeah. Road. Yeah. Uh, what else? We're going camping in a couple weeks. Um, yeah, we are. Awesome. <laughs> well, how about you guys tell me a little bit more about like how nature has like impacted your identity? Yeah, do you feel like She's a plant gay. Oh, she, I, love, I love having plants tell inside. Me about that. Yeah. Tell me about it. Um, I just can't stop buying them, and I yeah. like the like very easy to take care of much easier than like a pet or a child yeah and yes. she has so many plants so we've been we've been dating for a year we're about to move in together and i still don't know all of the plants names <laughs> yeah. yeah so and i'm not sure that they're gonna fit in our do you have a favorite type of plant um i like she loves like, the succulent yeah i like my snake plant it's very yeah, low maintenance love a snake yeah plant. so yeah, easy yeah yeah super so easy, easy. Uh, what about you? Any favorite animals, plants? Oh my gosh. I can't think of a single thing right well, now. <laughs> that's okay. No pressure. No pressure. Um, how do you feel about just like the safety of poor people in nature? That's a good question. I think you have to be a little, like, especially when you're going out into rural areas, you mm -hmm. have to be a little bit careful and um, maybe tone it down, yeah. unfortunately. Like when we're in Tennessee all the time, we're going with a... We're going with a straight couple camping, yeah. but I think if we were like the two of us going camping together, as as like as a queer couple and as a female couple, yeah. like I in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of the nowhere, Tennessee, yeah. I would feel a little unsafe. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I think we would we could do it, but yeah, it might be good that we're going with this couple, and then like we yeah. could go back if we felt sure. safe, yeah. just the two of us. Yeah, but you feel like it's like necessary right now because you've never been. Take some precautions. Yeah. Right. I mean, sure. and we're kind of straight passing, and so people might just think that we were like two friends sharing a just tent. Just two gals, yeah. which is one sleeping bag. A lot of best friends. A lot of, of um, pri uh, privilege for you know yeah. to yeah. have that. So, but yeah, it's good to kind of know where you're going and scope it out. Yeah. First, so, yeah. yeah. Awesome. So, what has been like some of your favorite experiences in nature? I went on a backpacking trip with my friend, and we backpacked. We were both trans. Yeah, yeah. They, they were, had already come out. I was still kind of in the closet. For sure. Um, and we did Half Dome together. And that was really, really crazy. And it was amazing. And I'll never forget it. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. What about you? Um, yeah. I went to the Great Smoky Mountain last year. Yeah. I don't know, I, 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 when I think about my most peaceful moments, I think about like being at the like, top of the third tower of Mount Kisoo, yeah. and I did this ideal accomplish, and forget about literally everything else, and just focus on this I love that. How do you feel like your identity has tied into your experiences in nature? Because we've both kind of talked about, like, you know, group, like grouping up with other queer people, being in nature. How do you feel like it's impacted your identity? I think it's really nurtured it. Yeah. I think it's really given it a sense of solace and a home. And I think it it, sit, it sat with me and it helped me. I love that. Yeah, I think it's uh, definitely like made me feel, like give me the room to understand myself more because it's like when there's no one else around to really like perceive you, it's like you get to really just tune into who you are. Yeah. Amazing. So Richard, tell me about some of your experiences in nature. Yeah, it is, uh, honestly, being out in nature is mine and my husband's favorite thing to do in the world. It's how we connect to each other. It's how we spend quality time with yeah. each other. Um, and our days off together are usually spent on a walk, yeah. on a trail, with our dog, whatever it may be, wherever it may be. Yeah. We just get outside together. How do you feel like being a queer person has impacted your ability to enjoy nature? You know, I... I don't know. I don't know that it, it's had an impact, but like I, good I, or bad? 
at all has impacted your identity? I think it's allowed me to question just because nature, nothing is ever a binary or nothing's ever yeah. what you think. It's always more complex. It's always in like a gray area yeah. that it's made me just always be more introspective because of that. It like yeah. gives you permission to think differently because nature is wild. So I think it gives you permission to be your, show up as your full self yeah. because nature is just like, this is who I am. Amazing. I am messy. Yeah. <laughs> to nature. What do you guys like to do in nature? We like to hike. Hiking? Kayak. Hiking, yeah. kayaking? Yeah, tell me about that. Camping. Camping, yeah. yeah. Love it. How does it like feel to be out in nature? It feels like free and open. Yeah? You can do what you want. For sure. Nice. Do you guys feel like being in nature has like impacted your identity at all? I think so. Yeah, I think how? It's allowed me to be more, more open and free. Yeah. Listeners who listened to you last time on the podcast, you talked about conservation arts. Yes, yes. Has being queer in nature impacted your art at all? I feel like being, a, being an artist has made me just really be able to appreciate all the details, and I feel like that has allowed me to be able to think a little bit yeah. more critically about things and think about all the different details and the connections and the interconnectedness of yeah, all yeah. the things. So I feel like it's a so many people are artists without even thinking about it because they're like thinking about these things, right. wondering about these connections, even if they don't like physically draw something. Yeah. So I think it's just it's been a helpful mindset to be able to just like be more observant and more aware of everything. Amazing. Yeah. Thanks, Maggie. Yeah. Oh, it's so nice to see you. It's good to see you too. <laughs> so coincidental. So coincidental. What are some of your favorite things to do in nature? Um, hike, canoe, hike, camp. canoe, camp. Yeah. All those things. Talk to me about camping. What's that like? I mean, usually my husband and I go for about seven days at the North Shore of Minnesota. Yeah. And we hike so far in, we're completely off the grid, and no one could even contact us if they needed to. Yeah. And we stay out seven days, camp. Um, cook by fire. We literally cook our own water, and it's it's amazing. That's crazy. Uh, yeah. What kind of, like, I don't know, tips would you give to other queer people who want to go out and enjoy nature? Just do it. Just you do it? Just do it. It's, yeah. you know, it's, it's owed to you. It's your time. Yeah. Nature belongs to everyone. And of course. nature truly yeah. doesn't judge. It is something that is just owed to you. So take, take a yeah. look and go do it. Yeah. I'm going to circle back to what you just said there. Nature doesn't judge. Talk yeah. to me about that. I mean, it doesn't. Um, the, the trail that you're on, the campsite that you're in, the land that you're on, doesn't know anything about you, so there's yeah. no judgment. You know, yeah. it is truly there for you to enjoy, yeah. however you want to enjoy. So amazing. Yeah. I want you guys to 
tell me, what has your experiences in nature been like as a queer person? I'll go first. Um, so I've gone, I live in California and I do a lot of backpacking in that area. Yeah. And then I, I've only really come out recently, but the people that I've met on the trails and everything, they've always been very gracious and very nice. Yeah. And I usually go with other tr uh, trans people. For sure. So like it's safer in numbers, you know? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. I guess like how did you find those groups of queer people to go out in nature with? Oh, I sought them out. I said, hey, do you like hiking? They're like, no. And I kept asking other people. <laughs> Eventually, I found some really cool ones. Yeah. Yeah, I was lucky. Um, I was a biology major in college. For sure. And I met a lot of like queer people through that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of fun when you get to go out with a bunch of queer people. Like when you're in nature, you're not really surrounded by a lot of oppressive stuff. It's yeah. just nature, you know. Right. Owls don't oppress you. Exactly. And you kind of just kind of have a lot of fun. Yeah. Birds aren't there to judge. Deer, nah. deer aren't gonna give you weird looks. Nah. -uh. So. Birds are very non-judgmental. I mean, some. I mean, you know what? That's true. That's yeah. fair. Red-winged blackbirds. I don't trust them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't no, think so. absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. Yeah. Any other thoughts? Uh, no, not really. Happy Pride. Amazing. Happy Pride. Thanks so much. <laughs> yeah. CJ. In an article by Benji Jones from June of 2018, titled "For the LGBTQ Community, Birding Can Be a Relief," this article is on Audubon.com. There's a quote that I really, really like here. And it's a quote we've said before on the Birdie Bunch podcast. A raccoon doesn't care who you're attracted to. A garter snake isn't going to question your gender. And a bird of paradise isn't going to raise an eyebrow at how you're dressed. And I think this quote really stands with a lot of what people said at Pride Fest and what you kind of heard on this podcast. Throughout the whole month of uh, our Birdie Bunch hashtag Pride We've been giving you examples of queer animals and how queer people exist in nature and through queer ecology, looking at nature through a queer lens. This episode is really the amalgamation of that, where we are applying everything we've learned this month and discussing it with everyday people, maybe people who aren't necessarily nature lovers, but still get to experience nature. And this is something really, really special, something really, really beautiful. You know, it's, it's something absolutely fascinating, and I'm really hoping that you guys enjoyed it. Thanks so much, everybody. Let's jump back to the rest of the episode. CJ. 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 Well, that was so, so fun. I really loved speaking to all those wonderful people at Pride, and I had such a great time, too. So thanks to everybody who participated in CJ on the street. Uh, but time to wrap up uh, this episode and hashtag pride. Matt, where can people find you on the social meds? You can find me on Instagram at Matt Valiga. And if you do, please let me know what you see, because apparently I am trapped in a box. Um, in this podcast episode, I have no control of anything that goes on outside this world. So 
if you would like to see what is going on in my daily life, because apparently everyone's watching, like I said, Matt Valga, M-A-T-T-V is in Victor, A-L-I-G-A. This glass dome will not hold me down. Incredible. You can also find our other co-host, Brittany Basleta-Lewandowski, on her Instagram. That is the Brittany Bunch. That's T-H-E-B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y underscore B-U-N-C-H. You can also find me on the social media. That's cj.greco. That's cj.greco. In addition to all of our individual social medias, you can also find us collectively on Instagram at the Birdie Bunch Podcast. That's T-H-E-B-I-R-D-Y. B-U-N-C-H-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. I'm losing my mind. <laughs> we're back uh, we're to the metaverse. And we're going to be posting some stuff to wrap up uh, Pride Month. We are not used to recording every week, and we're losing our minds a little bit. But we've been having such a great time. This month has been truly, truly fantastic. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's been kind of... Uh, an eye-opening experience doing this hashtag pride month again you know last year we had some interesting responses this year we've had some interesting responses and i think it's been it's really really important that we do these episodes for that very reason Mm -hmm. i think the most eye-opening thing for me has been seeing those responses because you know as a straight white man it's I, I don't want to say it's easy to put the blinders on because it's not, you know, I am very open and receptive to everything that's going on. But you don't realize when you're not in those communities how bad things still are. Because I don't surround myself with people who lash out in such manners. So I don't see that people do lash out in such manners. But very clearly, there's still a lot of work to be done. And it feels almost like it it does validate what we're doing. And so I really want to say thank you, CJ, for setting up this month again. You know, it's been a phenomenal journey with you. I think we've all learned a lot. And I think more importantly, I think our listeners have learned a lot from you and from our guests and every single thing that we've done with this month. And so I really appreciate it because it matters. It matters so much and it matters so much more than people who are not part of the LGBTQIA plus community could ever fathom. So never, never stop using your voice as a source I, of good. I really appreciate that. And again, it's it's always really tough to see some of that negative response, but it's also really great to see the positive response. Yeah. You know, this month, in addition to some of the negative, you know, stuff that we have received, we've also received some amazing reviews. Mm-hmm. If you listen to the hashtag Pride Month of the Pretty Much Podcast this year, and you've learned something new, you should absolutely leave us a review. You can leave a review on Facebook. You can leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And we will read it out live here on the podcast. Matt, do you want to pull up a review that we received this week? I would love to. And I was thinking, you know, we have a couple that we, I think, kind of deserve to, to you know, to be run through a little bit. Do you want to read one or are you going to read a couple? I'll read a couple. Why don't you read, read two? Couple. Why don't you read two? We'll save some. We'll save some. Okay. I'll read two. That is a couple. But. But like we said, if you do enjoy these episodes, like you've enjoyed anything you've listened to so far, please leave us a review on Facebook. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm. That is the only way that people know of the good work that we're doing. And that you is know, the as a member way. of the as a member of the queer community myself, like I know how valuable this work is. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening and you are a queer person or you're a conservationist or you're an ally, this is the work that needs to be done and we're doing it. So if you've enjoyed any of it, please give it a share. Please give it a review. Um, Matt, go ahead with those reviews. 
Okay, so our first review is from Kylie Johnson, posted June 13th at 1.04 p.m. And it states, intelligent animal care professionals who love animals and love teaching others about them. Couldn't ask for a better group to educate the public on animals and conservation. They are inclusive, smart, and even willing to learn new things themselves. Highly recommend. And then Susan Schmoker, I hope I didn't butcher it, but it sure looks like Schmoker and... I love that for you, Susan, says real animal care professionals sharing their unique perspective on what they love. It's got some real down to earth, wholesome and inclusive vibes that will make you want to get out in nature yourself. Also, there are some choice puns. Yes, Susan, there are choice puns, but guess what? They are a good choice. So thank you so <laughs> much for both of your reviews. Yeah, and both of, my these, life... both of these wonderful human beings, they have left us five stars on Facebook. Absolutely. So if you leave us five stars, we will absolutely read out your review. So mm -hmm. again, please go in Facebook. Uh, I think you can also leave reviews on Spotify now. I think so, so as so well. So please go leave us some reviews. Like that's what makes a difference for this podcast. And that's what helps that's, us grow more than anything else. That not only helps us grow, but helps us understand what you want. And that's really another yeah. part of this whole thing. You know, we're catering to you. And it makes my <laughs> life within this hellscape of an audio format very, very rewarding. <laughs> All right. Well, other ways that you can support the Birdie Witch podcast, like I mentioned earlier in the episode, is you can visit our merch store. Or I guess you can just visit our website in general. Go to the birdiebunchpodcast.com. If you visit the birdiebunchpodcast.com, you can see all kinds of stuff. We have our blog posts up there with resources from our episodes, as well as links to both our merch store, where if you use the code PRIDE, P-R-I-D-E, you get 15% off your purchase of whatever you want to buy. Or you can visit our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Podcast. And that's another really awesome way to support us. If you can do so financially, it's a great way to do so. Uh, if you do support us on Patreon, we get uh, you get a shout out here on the podcast, which is really, really fun. So shout out to our patron, Gabe Anderley. Gabe, thank you so, so much for continuing to support the Birdie Bunch podcast. Your support means the world to us. Like I said, if you want to sign up for our Patreon, there are a couple different tiers of support for you to get some awesome perks. So sign up, patreon.com slash the Birdie Bunch podcast. Like I mentioned earlier, you can leave a review. You can share this podcast with a friend. Both of those things are huge for helping this podcast grow. Nature lovers, I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for this incredible month of Hashtag Pride. You know, we like I mentioned just a couple minutes ago, it's sometimes really difficult to continue going when you receive some negativity. But that's exactly the reason to keep going, especially this month. So continue to be proud. Continue to thrive. We love you all. Thank you for loving us. And with that being said, we'll catch you next time. CJ. Yeah, what up? I don't want this to end. No, why not? What happens when this camera turns off? Well, it's okay, Matt. We'll come back in two weeks. We'll just show up again. But what happens in between? Uh, you won't even notice. <laughs> It'll be okay, bud. It'll be okay. Oh, no. This isn't... I'm not having any fun. Matt, say catch you next time. Catch you next time. <laughs> Thanks so much, all you nature lovers, for listening to yet another episode of the Birdie Bunch podcast. We would especially like to thank Sarah Dunlap for designing our art for our episodes, as well as Connor Whitman for producing our music. The mission of the Birdie Bunch podcast is to inspire an inclusive community for conservation by using education to promote fascination.